car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. And welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining us. On this week's show, we're going to have our gadget guru, Peter Sudak, in studio. And we're going to discuss a very important topic, how to winterize your car. This is very important because, as you know, uh, the fall leaves have just about hit the ground. And it's time for old man winter to kick in. We want you to be safe on the road. And we're going to give you some tips that's going to keep money in your pocket, money in the bank, and make sure when you get behind the wheel that you know your car is going to take you places. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you need an engine or a transmission for your vehicle, ask for Jasper by name. And of course, we have Continental Tires. Continental Tires, what a wonderful product. I have them on my car. I have them on my family members' cars. When it's time for your car to get some new sneakers, and that's something we're going to talk about during our show this week, ask for Continental Tires. So now let's get on with this week's episode and talk about how to winterize your car. So welcome back, Peter. Hi, Pam. How you doing today? Good. Old Man Winter's just around the corner, and a lot of us have trips to see relatives during the holiday season, and we want to make sure that with all the hustle and bustle, we get there and we don't have a hassle. That's right. There's enough to do without having to worry about the car breaking down, so you want to make sure it's in tip-top shape before you head out. Exactly. So we're going to talk about the obvious, the coolant condition or antifreeze. It's one and the same. It's called antifreezer coolant. Its sole job is to keep your engine at a specific temperature, a specific operating temperature for you to get maximum fuel economy. Now, coolant comes in, or antifreeze, comes in different types, doesn't it, Peter? Yeah, it's, uh, it used to be basically one fits all, but it's not like that anymore. There's several different types for all the different car manufacturers and you got to make sure you put the correct one in there you cannot mix and match no you sure can't we've seen the results haven't we no oh, yes we have and it is like goo it's bad 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 and it is expensive fix an expensive fix that you would not have to do if you pay attention to your ASC certified technician and what they tell you, what type of antifreeze and or coolant goes in your car, and you keep that money in your pocket. That's right. And also another point is make sure it's the antifreeze is flushed out on a regular basis as well so it doesn't get too dirty and clog up your cooling system. Yeah, we've seen that too. And now's a good time to check and make sure that you're not one of those that kind of put it off saying, oh, I can wait, it's doing fine. Now's the time, especially if you have a little older car. That's correct, yes. And let me give you an example about having the coolant check. We had a customer in and they had a 100,000 mile or five year antifreeze in their vehicle. 
Well, it was seven years into it and they weren't even near 100,000. They didn't know it was or, and they thought it was and. So they says, oh, I got plenty of time left for this antifreeze. Popped the cap and it was goo. It was goo on the top because nobody had ever checked this and nobody ever told them to flush it at the five-year point. Flushed it and what a mess. Yeah, the people don't understand that the five-year or 100,000, you got to get it done over the time frame if you don't have the mileage on it. It'll definitely turn into mush. No, and the key is or. So you need to ask your ASC certified technician how long you have left with your antifreeze. Speaking of that, checking the antifreeze, you know, antifreeze actually has a freezing point and each vehicle's antifreeze needs to be checked for the up and coming season to see how low that freeze point will go to keep your engine running properly. That's right, because the last thing you need is the antifreeze not to be in the proper mix, end up freezing in the engine and causing possibly the engine to crack with the metal if it gets too cold. Well, they have freeze plugs for that that are supposed to pop, but still you don't want to get yourself into a situation that you're stranded. Right. It's not good. The other thing too is when they check that freeze point, you know, with all the electronics on the vehicles, they actually have an electrical charge showing up in the antifreeze and or coolant now. And you can test that by uh, having your ASC certified technician check that out for you. Uh, we put a digital voltmeter and we can actually see a charge. When there's a charge in there, we want that antifreeze out because that's going to hurt sensitive sensors and actuators. And we don't want that, do we? Absolutely not, no. No, that's expensive. That's an expensive fix. You know, something we've talked about before, which is important, is something as simple as a radiator cap. Now is the time to check that radiator cap. You know, we talked about it before, changing it out once a year, which is what I do. Uh, can't hurt. It only can help. But uh, having your ASC certified technician, not you, but a qualified professional, check the radiator cap. Uh, make sure it holds the proper pressure and do a visual inspection on the seal. Yes, it may be a small item, but it's probably the most important item in the cooling system to keep everything functioning properly. That's right, because it, it needs that pressure to circulate properly. Another thing too is there's a new way you can have your ASC certified technician checking hoses, but by checking those hoses, you know, before you'd have to actually split them open with a knife to get a very, very good inspection to see if there's a weak point in the wall. But now they can use an infrared gun and they can see a temperature variation in the hoses themselves and also in the radiator. Yeah, that's definitely a lot easier than taking the hose and splitting it apart than you have to replace it. That's right, because those hoses, you know, they can have like a little aneurysm and they'll pop from the inside out yes they will and you can pick those up with an infrared gun i mean they can't catch them all but they can catch most of them very important so have them check the radiator flow and those hoses with an infrared gun next we're going to go on to tires tire condition having proper sneakers on your car your tires is extremely important to navigate through the ice and snow unlike warmer climates where you don't have this obstacle where you can let the tires get a little bit lower maybe to four three thirty seconds you want to have excellent tread on those tires while going through sleet snow and ice 
Absolutely, yeah. Tire condition and snow and ice is paramount for you to be safe as well. And remember, just because it looks a little worn on one side of the tire as opposed to the other, the thinnest part of the tire, that is your weakest link. So even though part of the tire may look great, you can't go off of that. You have to go off of where it's worn the most. And again, have your ASC certified technician use a gauge. There's a tread depth gauge in 30 seconds and find out where yours is sitting at. I agree. I had a gentleman today come into our shop and he took measurements on his own and he thought he has still had plenty of tread left. But when we actually looked at the car, we found out the inside of the edges of the tires were bald. That's right. So basically the tread depth gauge that you're reading in the middle is basically irrelevant because basically the bald portion of the tire, that's the weakest link is just like in a chain. Bald, it needs to be replaced. It's a zero 30 seconds tread and the tire needs to come off the vehicle immediately. And you know, another thing too, talking about the tire tread, uh, snow tires versus chains. Again, this is going to be based on where you're at in the region of the United States. Some vehicles, you may just want to have chains because you have snow maybe once, twice, three times a heavy snow per year. While in the more northern regions, you know, snow tires may be the better idea for you. Yep, I agree with that. Northern climates, you know, New York, Michigan, up in that area, snow tires would be optimal. Areas like California where it doesn't snow very often except up in the mountains, uh, regular tires with snow chains because you're not going to be driving very much in there, maybe just a few days. That would be the way to go instead of purchasing snow tires. But right. up north, snow tires, definitely. And remember, when you do purchase the chains, they can break. So it's extremely important that you know how to install these chains. And if you're not sure, ask your ASC certified technician and they'll help you out. Because not only can it cause tire damage if something were to happen from an improper installation, but it also can cause body damage you know, you're depending upon that traction, you might not, you know, well, you won't have it. That's right. Um, they make chains and they also make cables too, but there's one thing that's very important when you go to the parts store to go purchase these, make sure you give them the correct size tire of your vehicle that you have, because once you buy them, they are yours. They will not be returnable. That's one important point when I worked in the parts area that we told them all sales are final because a lot of people use them to go up to the mountains for a couple of days and then bring them back say, oh, these were the wrong size or they didn't work or some other excuse. And Yeah, that's not too cool. Yeah. <laughs> so basically make sure it's right and make sure you're going to use them because they are going to be yours once you buy them. Well, let's move on off the tires. And we're going to talk about the vehicle's engine oil. Everybody asks me, what's the best oil for your vehicle? For the most part, it says right on the oil cap on most cars. If you're not sure, ask your technician. Find out for you which weight oil is best for the car. Each car is different. Each car is different, yeah. It is, yeah. You can't mix and match. No. You'll see things like 5W30, 10W30, 20W50. And everybody asks me what that W means. Well, that W means winter weight. That's for the winter. So it's ex- 
extremely important that you put the proper oil in your vehicle's engine because it's depending upon how the engineers have designed it and it's depending upon that winter oil weight that 5 or 10 or 15 W it needs that in your engine so there's no excuses no experimentation remember if you do this you're taking money out of your wallet and you're giving it to a technician we had a customer that they thought that because their engine was older that they were going to put a heavier weight oil in their vehicle and their vehicle required 520 and they ended up putting 2050 and what a mess yeah i heard about that one yeah they um they did mechanical engine damage and that was it that was it folks so you can't guess on the weight of engine oil that goes into your vehicle i mean had they asked they would have saved themselves thousands and thousands of dollars in repairs by just asking yep a simple question saves some thousands now they end up having to put a new engine in the car they sure did the whole premise behind this is to keep money in your bank account so please 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 ask before changing anything things have developed different things have changed yeah the oils have gotten thinner i guess per se as the cars have gotten newer, the tolerances and the engines have gotten tighter, so they yeah. don't need as thick oil as the older cars did. Exactly. But one thing I would think in the colder, colder climates, getting the right oil in there is paramount as well, because there's a possibility that the oil could thicken up so bad you may not be able to even start your car if you well, put have too, engine damage. Yeah, if you have yeah. too heavy oil in there. Also remember, if you're in the cold harsh climates that your vehicle depending upon how you use it may go into the category of severe duty so again ask your ASC certified technician if your vehicle qualifies for this tell them how you've been driving the car if you're outside sales or you're a soccer mom or you're just going to the library once a week or the grocery store it all matters this all depends upon whether you are a normal or a severe duty, and especially with the cold climate and the cold weather coming up, a lot of you are going to fall into the severe duty for this winter. That's correct, yes. You know, the other thing too is what I've been harping on you guys about is to check the fluid levels and once a week have your ASC certified technician show you how. And if you're not comfortable, have them check. And you know what? This is a free service, right, Peter? Absolutely, yeah. They shouldn't be charging anything to check the fluids for you. No, not at all. And even topping them off, you know, a courtesy top off. And that's the whole key because if something needs to be topped off, they may have to look at it. And when you catch something early and it hadn't dominoed into something big, well, you know, it's just going to keep money in your pocket. That's right. And if you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and thank you for joining me. On today's show, we're talking about winterizing your vehicle for the 2011-2012 winter season. And with us in studio is our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. So let's continue with the show. Uh, wiper blades, that's another important thing. Having your winter wiper blades on. Another thing that I kind of stress 
is that do not use your wiper blades as an ice scraper because this is only going to damage it's going to ruin your wiper blades and they're too expensive and you know for 20 25 i can think of a lot of things i can purchase for 20 or 25 dollars instead of another set of wiper blades because i was trying to use them as an ice scraper yeah there's other alternatives to get the ice off the window and then go from there don't ruin the wiper blades trying to wipe them off not worth it Uh, another thing your washer solvent you know during the summer you can get away with putting just water in it but when winter hits especially when that ice and snow mix with that salt and that road chemical to keep the ice off the roads it can really make your windshield a mess please remember there's a washer solvent that has the antifreeze so it will flow through the tubes and it will give you clear vision. That's right. If you leave plain water in there, it'll just basically freeze or even just the blue stuff out of the jug. That's not designed for up north and that just freeze in the bottle and just crack the bottle wide open. That's right, it will. And then you'll be buying a washer bottle. Again, what could you do with that money? That's right. Let's talk about your battery. Now this is extremely important because we want you to start. Well... Another important aspect is making sure your battery is in top condition as well because during the colder, the battery gets a lot more strain on it and it's harder to crank the motor over. So you got to make sure the battery is in top shape and definitely get it checked over during your winter check. If there's any sign of weakness, I would recommend replacing it, especially if you're up north in the cold because that really hits the batteries hard up there. Sure does. Another thing, remember, if somebody needs a jump, you call the motor club. Do not ever jumpstart your vehicle for another vehicle or have another vehicle jumpstart yours if you're in a pickle. Always call the motor service because you always want to use the jump box, which is an independent device not attached to any vehicle. And this is the proper way to jumpstart your car. No jumper cables. Throw them out. Get the jump box. The jump box is how much, Peter? Uh, $40, $50. That's right. Something you can keep in your car. It's great for home. It has a 1,001 uses. Do not jump start your car from another car. No. Nope. Period. For... Or you're going to be seeing me and Peter. That's right. Because it may not happen that day. It may not happen that week. But... We may see you the week after because, remember, your electrical system is, it's almost the speed of light. And you're not going to see that little spike or that little glitch while you're jump-starting a car off of another one. But we'll be able to tell because we'll see the damage. We'll see the aftermath. So, spend the 40 to $50, get the jump box, keep the rest of the money in your pocket instead of paying me. Why pay me? or just being anxious, or just being cheap. Don't. Yeah, jumper cables are... I can't stress that enough. Way back in the past, they were good, but with the electronic systems they got now, they're very sensitive, and yeah, do not jump with another car, especially. Now, I'm going to give you an example. My pop, out of the goodness of his heart, and he knows better, tried to help somebody out and jump-started their car for him. They had the cables, and he knew better, but... You know, it was a lady and she had her kids with her and he was trying to help her out. And guess what? Came and bit him in the butt because it wasn't that day. It was about three days later 
it took the alternator out and we know and I remember that and he said that was it that was an expensive alternator and it can happen that quick wow yeah don't take the chance because now see he needed the jump <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he called me. But <laughs> that's a little convenient for him. Yeah, don't. You know, look at the money he wasted having to purchase another alternator for a situation that all he had to do is call the motor club for. That's right. We were talking about getting a jump box in your car and everything. So let's talk about some other items that you can create in a little emergency road kit for the back of your car. First of all, find an old backpack or a duffel bag nobody's using anymore around the house you don't have to buy anything and the first thing we're going to put in it is a set of flares remember they have those led flares at the parts store now or the big box stores and how much were those i think they're only about twenty dollars they're pretty cheap pretty reasonable yeah. yeah so we want a set of those in the car and the next thing snacks food food yeah you know that's a good idea remember in chicago last year uh those people sat out there for about 20 hours. They had no food. But yeah. they're grumpy. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> <laughs> no food, that's a problem. So, uh, you know, put some sealed snacks in there. Uh, granola bars or a candy bar, a sealed candy bar. It's not going to get hot, so it's not going to melt. Put it in a baggie and stick that in the duffel bag. Uh, the next thing is bottled water. You know, we're going to get thirsty if we're going to be stuck out there in traffic for hours. Yeah. And um, nothing like bottled water. Yeah, you. a lot of people probably don't think in cold weather. It's like, well, I'm not going to get sweaty, so we're not going to really get thirsty. But you still can get dehydrated even in cold weather if you're stuck. So, yeah, get you some sh- bottled water to have in there as well. The next thing we have, because we're not going to be able to run our car all that time, thermal blanket. And not just a thermal blanket for the front seat, but in case you have passengers, they're going to need one too. They uh, have the compact ones now. You can get at the box stores and we can roll those up and stick those in the duffel bag or outside and just have them rolled up with a bungee cord. Yeah. Put them, put them in a bag to keep them dry and clean. Yeah, probably get at least two or maybe get an extra just for bundle up in case it's extra cold. But yeah, get at least well, the thermal one. blanket. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's recap. We have our flares, we have our snacks, we have our bottled water, we have our thermal blanket. We're ready to camp out. Well, like I said before, we're not going to be able to run the car all this time. So, like we were talking with the battery, let's have that jump box in the back. You know, even though you're going across town and you're only going to be out for an hour or two, and you think the weather's going to get a little bad? Don't trust it. Put that jump box in there because you can only plug in your cell phone for so long. And this jump box is going to give you hours and hours and hours of backup battery power. So use the jump box. And you know, the other thing too, if it gets that cold, we're not going to know how our car battery is going to survive either. That's true. It'll probably drain it a lot quicker if you use it for accessories. So you got to watch that as well. Let me tell you a quick little note, quick little tidbit. Anytime that there's a temperature change or a storm or what have you automotive technicians love it because it brings in extra business and a lot of it's for batteries how many batteries do we sell after a nasty storm or a change in the weather peter quite a bit it it pops up 
Usually within a day or two. Yeah. We start after like thunderstorms. We get batteries. From or, the static charge. That's yeah. why the batteries go out. Or if it gets cold, if the batteries are teetering on the brink and they're still kind of working, the cold weather just basically kills them and they have to get them replaced as well. That's right. And you know, along with that jump box, I'm going to want a flashlight. And the other thing that you can do other than the flashlight, they have those little electric candles now just to have some light in the car if it's at night. Yeah. You know, you need to see, but you need that big flashlight, but you don't want that burning all the time because you may need that. So pop in a couple of those little portable electric candles that you can get over at one of the craft stores. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, keep a little light in there. You're not sitting in the dark and you're not using your flashlight that you may need later on. So we're sitting there and we have our snack, we have our drink, we're in our thermal blanket. We got our jump box in the car and geez, what are we going to do? Well, I recommend getting a crossword puzzle book, a pen or a pencil or a seek and find book, a magazine, a favorite magazine, anything because you're going to be stuck in there. It's not like you're going to be roaming around outside, walking around. You need to occupy your time somehow. Yep, because you kind of drive yourself nuts sitting in the car just with nothing to do. So, yeah, those are good ideas as well. Yeah, get some books or magazines to read or crossword puzzles. Or even, you know, if you like to read a favorite book, just bring it in there with you and that'll keep your mind occupied till help arrives. That's right. And how do we get help to arrive? Well, in this duffel bag, you're also going to have a laminated or in a in a baggie a list of numbers emergency numbers you want numbers of your road service you well everybody knows how to dial 911 so in case you do get ill please dial 911 but you're also going to have phone numbers to relatives in case uh, they can help you out if there's no tow service available or whatever right so, so you need those emergency numbers yeah and the relatives to let them know that you're stuck so they don't have to worry about you as well. So that's another good idea. The other thing, too, is um, that you're going to want in there and something that you don't really have to cover up is an off-brand, a store brand, a small bag of kitty litter in case you get stuck. That'll give you some traction and a small shovel. That can get you out of a little jam, too, if you're physically able. That's a good idea as well, yes. That will help significantly. You can put a little of that kitty litter underneath the drive tire, the drivetrain. If you have a front-wheel drive car, you put it under the right front. If you have a rear-wheel drive car, you put it under the right rear. It'll give you a little bit more traction if you get involved in any of that ice, that black ice, which is absolutely horrible to yeah. get involved in. I've, I've heard of that. That just creeps up on you, and your car just goes That's out, of, out of control, and you don't even see it coming. You're done. Remember, and if that ever happens, you always point your head and the wheel to the direction that you want to go in. That's, That's all really you can do. Just hope for the best. Yeah, that's good tip. Last but not least, people think I'm a little crazy with this, but I'm going to explain why. They use survey tape on your car. Remember in the past they used to have people would put a white rag on the antenna? Well, survey tape comes in fluorescent orange, fluorescent green, fluorescent yellow, fluorescent pink. You guys pick out whatever color, and you can put survey tape 
couple streamers on there to let them know that, hey, I need a little help here. That's They're right. going to see that. It's going to make your car more visible to the emergency personnel. Prop the hood up, too, if you're stuck. That'll definitely alert somebody to let you know that you're stuck instead of just sitting on the side of the road doing nothing. If you got the hood propped up, that's automatic sign that you are having problems and you need help. But yeah, that's a very good idea, Peter. Pop the hood if you're having mechanical problems. Hopefully help will get to you a little bit quicker. And last but not least, let's talk about that first aid kit you need to have in that duffel bag. A small one, but a first aid kit. Yes, that's very important. If you, you're trying to fix the car yourself and you accidentally... So you cut your finger or something, you'll be able to put a bandage on it so it doesn't get infected and get worse. Exactly. Very important. Well, Peter, thank you for stopping in the studio today. I appreciate it, Pam. Thank you. Thank you. And let's get on with the rest of our show. And this week's cheap car tip has to do with ice on the windshield. Remember I was talking about not using your wiper blades to scrape the ice off. Well, a few of us have gotten rid of that ice scraper out of the glove box because we didn't want to deal with it all summer. Actually, we didn't want to think about the winter all summer. And now we need a new one. So meanwhile, we're running around without one and we've had our first frost. An alternative, you can use a credit card type material actually I've done that down in Florida where we've had frost on the windows, believe it or not, in South Florida a few times. I've taken a credit card and it cleans it very, very well. And you know what else it did? It saved me from having to buy wiper blades in between because I didn't use my wiper blades to get the frost off there. And I put that money in my pocket. So use a credit card in place of an ice scraper if you are in a jam. It doesn't cost you anything and it's going to save you money by not by not ruining your wiper blades. And I don't know where the time's gone, but we're at the end of our show. Again, I want to thank Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, for being in studio with us and talking about how to winterize your car and give you some tips. And again, I want to thank our sponsors, Continental Tires. Continental Tires, I have them on my car. I have them on my relative's car. I love Continental Tires. And with the up and coming winter season, have your ASC certified technician check out your sneakers and see if your vehicle needs tires to get through this winter. And if it does, ask for Continental. And of course, we have Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you are in need of an engine or a transmission, remember, ask for Jasper by name. And I hope all of this has helped you this week and previous weeks. We're doing this because we want you to be a savvy car care consumer. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.